Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 179, Settling for Crumbs. I know you guys have heard me talk about settling for crumbs in a lot of different episodes, but I thought it would be great to just focus on this topic that was inspired by, you're welcome, one of the most recent episodes of The Bachelorette. I guess we could call it The Bachelorettes because we have two bachelorettes this season. Stay with me if you're already eye-rolling me and you're like, ah, I am not listening to this. Listen, you don't have to be a bachelorette or bachelor or bachelor in paradise lover to get something out of this episode. I just was inspired because I was watching one of the bachelorettes totally accept crumbs. And we're going to dive in in just a second and talk about what settling for crumbs looks like and why we do it and how you can get better at not accepting them, how to prepare yourself next time if you find yourself in this situation where you might be settling for crumbs. I do need to let you all know that you're in for a real treat because I have my dear friend and client and resident guest instructor. Yes, she has three roles in my life. Miss Katie Johnston is here joining us today. Say hi, Katie. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I absolutely adore you. You've become my lifeline. So for those of you who don't know, I have a group program same title as this podcast, Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. And the group is just, I'm obsessed with it on all the levels. We have four group calls a week and you have access to the 60 plus course videos that are divided into four sections. The, uh, The introduction section, setting you up for success to move through the three other modules, Stop Wanting Him Back, fall in love with you and find someone better. And there's so much magic happening in the group. But as I just said, it's four calls a week, every single week. Sometimes I might need to take a break or two. So I have Katie coach a couple of the calls. And I very intentionally chose to have one of my clients in the group also be, oh my God, I just saw 222 on the clock. As we're recording this, we're two minutes now 30 seconds in. My angel numbers. My dad was born on February 22nd. I see 222 everywhere all the time, every day. And it lights me up and it needs to be said every time I see it. (laughs) And yes, I digress right off the bat of this episode. Um, But Katie has been in the program from day one. She enrolled in February of 2021. So now we're recording this in August of 2022. So you've been with me for a solid year and a half. And she has just, you have just been such a devoted client and student and you've leaned into the hard. You've leaned in when you've had resistance to what I'm offering you, when you know I'm right, which is why I really like you. And you've just been so much fun and you just are so brilliant with the thought work and you bring um, just, you contribute so much to your own coaching, which I think makes our coaching together so powerful. And I just thought you would be a perfect fit because you're so familiar with the other women in the group and their journeys. And you've been watching me coach them for a really long time. So when you come on to guest instruct, you know, they can't like, pull, pull a fast one and pretend like you didn't see the last conversation that I had with them if they're trying to get away with something. So yeah, they know I'm onto it. They know I know what's up. Yes. But I did just say to a client yesterday because we're, and I don't know if you were on the, I don't think you were on the call, but, um, I did just say to her yesterday, and if you don't do it, you better hope that Katie Johnston she'll be a lot nicer and she had a great laugh she was like oh no I'll be very careful about when I raise my hand <laughs> it was so good anyway 
One more thing about Katie, and you have been on the podcast before when we I were talking about group coaching earlier in earlier days. And we can link that uh, episode up in the show notes where I interview you and a few other people about your experience in the group. But fun fact, Katie J, that's how we call that's what we call you in the group, because there's other another Katie. Um, we actually met the summer before our senior year in high school at Northwestern University's Cherub program. They call it the Cherub program. I don't know why, but anyway, we did a theater, uh, a five week theater study program the summer before our senior year. So that was summer 98. We were in Evanston, Illinois. And you had another coach refer me to you back in, I want to say 2019. And you bought the course and then the course led you to a bonus group call. We coached. I didn't realize that it was you. And then you slid into my DMs and you were like, you may not remember me. And as soon as you said it, I was like, you're from Manhattan, New York. I totally remember you. Oh my God. And then it was like, we totally picked up. I just remember like hard laughs with you in my dorm room. Oh yeah. We were in the same hall, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh you were like one of like the first friends that I, that I met that summer. You know how it's like, oh, you just decide your people like the first yeah. day. You yeah. were one of my people for that <sighs> whole summer. Katie, and then here we are. Here we are. Look at here us now. Old. Just so people know, you came to this. So, so okay, there's so many things that I want to say. I, I also need to say just another order of business before we dive in. You guys, I have been working, 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 you're welcome, all for you on this new webinar that is out by the time this podcast is released. So the webinar is out in the internet ethers. It is called the Will He Come Back webinar. And I cannot tell you how much blood, sweat, and tears I've put into it in the best of ways. I really thought deeply about what I wanted to share with you guys next. And I really think about when we are heartbroken, we're wrestling with the acceptance of him actually fully being gone. And we torture ourselves with that question. Will he come back? Will he come back? So I decided to do a whole webinar on it. Uh, we're going to have the registration link put in the show notes. Now, keep in mind, I just said we're recording this in August of 2022. If you're listening to this a year later and you go to that link and you can't find it, that means that it's gone. I'm constantly, you know, putting things out, taking them off the shelf for God knows what reason. But if you want to stay informed and you want to soak up as much of my content and take advantage of the offers that I'm offering, whether they're free, whether they cost money, make sure you're subscribed to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. So again, it is free. The Will He Come Back webinar. I also have an amazing offer at the end of that webinar that you don't want to miss out on. This is really for the people who have not yet bought my course. That's the spoiler alert that I'm going to give you. Um, so if you are not a course student, for sure, watch the Will He Come Back at webinar anyway. Um, there is an awesome offer at the end of that webinar. But again, if that webinar link is not working, the registration link, it's probably because I have taken it off. So make sure you're subscribed again to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com so you're always informed and can receive all the goodness and goodies that I have to offer you there. Just wanted to plant that seed because I'm, I'm like, this is for sure. And, and by the way, I have to also say, I've done a couple of other webinars. I did the how to find your person webinar. Let me tell you, I mean, granted, we're speaking to a different audience, right? How to find your person is speaking to the single woman looking for love versus the will he come back? That's someone who's heartbroken. I, I'm guessing, and I would suggest someone who's heartbroken over somebody, you're not ready to take action from the find someone better webinar or how to find your person webinar, I should say. That's just my opinion. You can always watch it and soak up the information, of course. But I have to say uh, this webinar, actually, Katie, I hired Katie to help me write it. She was a, an amazing sounding board for this uh, webinar that I created. And it's really next level. It's polished. We did it um, professionally. It is just uh, something I'm super, super proud of. And I just did it in a way that I've never done a webinar before. So just wanted to share and have you all take advantage or share it with your friend. If you have a friend right now who's like, I just like, I feel like he's going to come back and I, 
you know, just like, I'm not convinced and I can't let him go. Pass it along. Tell her about this episode. Tell her about the Willie Comeback webinar. Have her follow me on social media. You can follow me at Claire the Heartbreak Coach. All right. We're now almost 10 minutes in and we have not gotten to the settling for crumbs. But I do just want to share real quick. If you could just share real quick, like in two minutes, and then we'll dive into the settling for crumbs episode about your experience of being in this group, because the group is a year long program, you decided Mm -hmm. to re up and I'm putting you on the spot because I would love for you to also share like what has happened as of late. But um, again, this is my one year group program, you can go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. There's three ways to work with me, click on the work with me page, Katie is in my group program. Um, I know it can be confused, confusing, but just also, would you mind just sharing for those who are maybe thinking about the group? Um, if you could share about your experience, I, cause you're still a student in the group. You're still a Absolutely. client, your coaching hat on as the guest instructor, when you guest instruct and, and, and the girls, the women in the group all are amazing and show up and get coached by you and they understand the difference. And I had a big explanation about the two and everybody has just been on board and loving you. Yeah. And and as you always say, I'm a human first and I'm a coach second. So I, so I also get to come to the calls as a very messy human being with a very messy human brain. Oh yeah. I definitely <laughs> told other girls in the group, but you know, I can honestly probably, I mean, I don't know what other people's opinions are. Sometimes I, I, I I've seen in my own experience, people have drama about their about a guest instructor versus the coach that they hired. And I really am on majority of the calls. I'm on like 95% of the calls a month. I think it's safe to say that I can speak for the other women though, who understand how you can be an amazing coach and mm-hmm. how you get to be a messy human. And I think it's beautiful for them to see both. And if I say so myself, I really pride myself on sharing the messy about me as well and sharing the hard. And like a couple of weeks back, I shared on an episode, I'm like, Larry and I got into a fight. And um, I heard from a student who said, you know, it's so refreshing to hear you say that because I look at you guys and I think, oh, they never fight. They're perfect. And I'm like, no, I mean, we rarely fight and there's so much more love than tension, but it happens. And so, um, and when I, and when we do, I'm like a total mess. Right. So, and especially because it's me who starts them. So, (laughs) I create my own mess. Um, he would love for it to be like, <laughs> that in writing, please. Um, but, you know, just, I, I think it's so important. Like I want to work with coaches who, who I get to see all sides of. And I think what, what the other women in the group really see about you, Katie, is that you're such a beautiful hot mess and you're still so articulate and you're such an example of being such a committed student to the work and you're a brilliant coach and you get to be all of that and it all makes sense and you show up for it and you're in integrity and you're not preaching perfection. And I like to think that I do the same. And that's why it was such a no brainer to bring you on as the guest instructor. But I digress again, if you can share about your experience as a student in the program and like what has unfolded for you from when you first started, and there was like a little bit of a lull and then you kind of like yeah. all that. Well, I know when you said it's been a year and a half, it almost like breaks my brain that it's only been a year and a half. Just when I think of the person that I was and the life that I was living a year and a half ago, it's like so night and day. And when you say, even in this podcast, right? Like it's like you transform not just your love life, but your entire life. And that has been, I think, my biggest experience as a member of the group. Like before I even started to get back into the dating scene and, you know, meet a new person, I, I trans- I'm very excited. I'm staying very calm. <laughs> before any of that happened, um, I did. I, I transformed the whole rest of my life and fell in love with my whole life and myself in a whole new way, first and foremost. Um, And that started with buying the course that started with being really heartbroken, having this thought of like, this is it. I'm never doing this again. I'm never putting myself out there. I'm just going to be one of those people. Katie, so you bought the $597 course, not that's separate just for people who are listening. 
the course, what's the program in people. So there's the one year group program, you're now six months into the second year, but you started off with like the bite sized offer to just watch the 60 plus videos continue. Yeah. Yeah, I started with the course because I really felt like it was divine intervention. I it was I was freshly heartbroken on the phone crying to my best friend and I said to her like I am never doing this again. I'm just going to be one of those women that is like okay on their own and I have great friends and I have a fabulous life and I just don't think love is in the cards for me. And I woke up the very next morning and the first post I saw on Facebook was from Miss Claire Byrne. And like the text on the screen was, do you think love isn't in the cards for you? And I was like, yes. I totally forgot about that story. Oh yes. my God. I was like, it just said that. And so of course, I went to the web. I was, it was I, like, I felt like the universe literally smacked me in the face with like, hey, dummy, like, do this. And I didn't know that the course was available. I just started, I went to the, like, to your page, which led me to this podcast, this very podcast that we're recording right now. And in one of the podcast episodes that I was listening to, you, you said it was like new course is available. And I was like, what's this? And I looked into it and I had just gotten my $600 stimulus check in the mail. Oh my God. And I was like, well, this is obviously what I have to do next. And it was right before New Year's. So New Year's Eve, 20, like December 31st, 2020, I'm sitting on my couch, like just consuming the course videos. And this was before the group program was even a thing. It was before yeah, the group until a few months later existed and been planning on it. And then it all changed in January. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And so because I was a course student, I was made aware of these bonus calls that were happening in February. And that's when offered. someone just bought the course asking about bonus calls. They're not being offered right now. Every once in a while, I might say, Hey, new bonus offer bonus calls, but they were being offered then. Continue. Yes. <laughs> At that time. And so I joined, uh, you know, the the calls in February, and that's when you announced that there was a program that a year long program that was going to be available, and that's when I slid into your DMs and was like, "Hi, remember me from camp?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> and can I just tell you, I was so nervous sending that DM. Because I like even from like 1998, I like have had like such a girl crush on you since like we were 17. And when you were like, "Oh my god, I totally remember," I was like, "Shut up!" She remembers me. It was like the yeah, coolest thing. Like, I was so nervous. Meanwhile, I'm like, "Katie, I'm losing my mind." That's another thing you've gotten to see me lose <laughs> my mind over helping me with this webinar and rolling yeah. out book ads and all kinds of things. Like Katie's been more to me than just a guest instructor. She's helped me so much with lots of back end things. So yeah, it goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. When the program became available, it was just such a no brainer to me. It was, and I remember saying to you, like, if you told me this cost me, this would cost me my right arm, I'd be like, take it. I can't afford not to do this. And it's not to do this. Yeah. And it's a big deal for you to make that financial investment. It was a big deal. Yeah. I was definitely, like I said, I was at a different place in my life. There was a lot of uncertainty. I was in a different financial situation. I was about to buy my very first house. There was a lot that was up in the air for me. So it was not like, you know, it was a piece of cake to invest. Yeah. Yeah. In that way. And even still, I was like, I, I, I just, I couldn't afford not to. Um, <sighs> and to date, it's probably the best decision I've ever made. Uh, I've, <gasps> I've just, <laughs> no. And when I think about the investment and then when I, when the year was up and I was like, yep, let's do this. her to say this. Say one I'm, more time. I'm not paying her to say oh, this. You're, you're not paying me to say this. You're definitely not paying me to say this. No. And then the year was up. And again, it was a no brainer. I was like, there's no way that, that I. For 
who's listening who's like, but wait a second, why would you re-up a year? Did you not get the results that you wanted in a year? Would you just speak to that? I know we're going a little bit, but you guys yeah. to the breadcrumbs, but I just didn't know that we were going to go here and that's not So roll with us. Yeah. So I don't think it's any secret, right? There, the the program it entails, you know, five very specific steps, right? To like get over him, right? Like heal your heart, it's, fall it's in love, cut contact, let your heart break, mm-hmm. fall in love with you. Oh my god, sorry, create closure, create closure. Excuse me. Yes, process that I created, and then the step four is fall in love with you, which there's a whole process for that. Mm-hmm that and then find someone better, which there's a five-step process for that. Yeah. And I took like the the time that it took me to really fall in love with myself and to create some huge shifts in my own life. It, I was still doing that work when the, the calendar year came up. And I know that I could have continued doing that work. And when the time came, like I would have continued doing the work on my own and I could have, but I always think of it. It's like, yeah, I could go to the gym and like, I've worked with trainers before and like, I know the steps and I like know what to do, but if I want faster, more efficient results, I have support and I have someone someone who's like, well, what do you mean? It took you a year to fall in love with yourself because I think also what happened with you, a big part of you stepping into falling in love with yourself is, and I know that you're pretty open, so I don't yeah. think saying anything that you're going to be like, I didn't want that shared, is that you pile a bunch of shit on your plate and we're, you like don't naturally make a lot of you time for you. And then you were exhausted and depleted and stressed. And then when you think about looking at your relationship with yourself, you, there was like nothing left in your cup. Yeah. And so you kind of fell into a couple of those cycles to be like, okay, I almost feel like for you specifically, and this is not for everybody, the re-up was like the next level turning the corner for you. And that does not mean that every single person in this program re-ups. You can if you want to. And if we think it's a good fit, there are certain people I'm like, you don't need to, you know? Mm -hmm. um, And I said to Katie, you would be fine on your own, but if you really want to like next level, take it to the next level and actually actively deliberately date this year, I would love to have you. Yeah. And I couldn't have agreed more. And I agree. It was like, okay, that like next level commitment. Yeah. And you had a full-time job and you are a coach yourself. You have your own coaching business, plus your family commitments, plus your friends. You still do theater. I mean, Mm -hmm. so much on your plate. And she's just laughing like, yeah. (laughs) Check, check. And it's beautiful, but it's like, okay, but where is the Katie time? And then where is the time and the space to welcome in an available partner? Because you haven't been available to yourself. So there were just a few of those like uh, patterns and cycles that started to creep up again. And you're like, here we are again. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. What worked? What didn't work? And it's like, you could just be like, well, this is just me. And this is just what I do. I mean, I'm off the sauce. I'm, I'm now we're recording this early August. So I'm off alcohol for 17 days now and no coffee. And you know, if you guys have listened to earlier episodes, I've talked about my drinking journey. I don't identify as an alcoholic, but I, that's like my vice. Like if I could have two drinks a night, I don't even get drunk. I've got a hundred percent Irish blood. It's like you can either metabolize it or it goes too far. But I know when I, um, when there's the compound effect of like a couple of drinks a night every day or most days, it just makes me more anxious. I'm better with way less. And so I'm just doing a cleanse post post Cabo, a 30 day cleanse. and want to enter into mindful drinking. How many fucking times have I done that? enter into mindful drinking to then only again, fall back into more regular drinking, then drinking the coffee again, then getting more anxious, then being more reactive, then feeling gross in my body and then being like, Oh, time for a cleanse and doing that reset. But it's like, I'm just going to keep doing it until I figure it out. Because like, yeah, I feel like a million bucks right now. And I know some of you are listening being like, well, then just stop drinking. If you feel like a million bucks. <laughs> I'm going to nap at the end of the month with Larry for his 50th and I want to drink wine. So I have to figure that out. And, and I think I will figure it out, but it's taking me longer than let's say my love life or healing my relationship with my body. And so I'm just throwing myself in there that like, it's not, Oh, join a coaching program and break the pattern like that and have it all figured out and then create your results like that. It's like, Oh, I was there watching it happen and being like, Hey, do you see this? Hey, do you see this? Well, why do you think that's happening? We were like 
in it, looking at it. And here you are now newly dating someone also like thriving coaching business, still doing your job now guest instructing for me and helping me with other things with my business. And you're so much more calmer. You're so much more grounded. This is a very exciting I don't, I want to bring you back to talk about this relationship when I'm convinced it's like six months in. I, I, I mean, I am convinced it will be, but I think we can have a separate, separate conversation about that. But I think that this is like a great segue into the topic of today's episode. Mm-hmm. I want to cut you off. I want to talk to you about this forever, but I want to keep things going for the topic of the episode because you, you also had a couple of moments where you were settling for crumbs with some bullshit people who appeared in your like last year and then even recently before this new guy came in. And so, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like that will also be interesting just as we start unfolding, uh, you know, talking about this, this topic, you know, you guys all know if you've been listening to this episode for a while, I've settled for, I just said to Katie before I've said it settled for moldy crumbs. And then Katie said the moldiest, (laughs) the moldiest of all the crumbs. So Katie is not a bachelorette fan or bachelor, bachelor in paradise. I'll let her off the hook and forgive her. Um, and I'll let all of you off the hook and forgive you guys. I know it's like, I, it annoys me on so many levels. I know it's edit. It, I say this every time I reference it, there's so much bullshit. It's so controlled by editing and all of it. I get it. I've been a longtime fan. It's very entertaining for me. It's candy for my brain. And you know what? It does inspire episodes like these and you know there are some bachelor bachelor at bachelor in paradise fans in the group and i'm like did you see the episode the other night do you want to be like so-and-so when <laughs> they're on a date and just you know like like i remember saying to one client in the group i don't know for those of you who watched michelle's season who ended up with nate last year it was like so clear as day he just wanted to win and he wanted to win her and he was not emotionally intelligent or available and she just was smitten by him because they obviously had major chemistry and it was like I know shock or less than like maybe eight months later they split but I just remember using them as an example it was just like so clear as day that that was not going to work and you know so it it it, it does inspire these topics so you're all welcome let's all thank Nation for inspiring these episodes. So um, to keep you all in the loop, for those of you who haven't watched, even including Katie, this is not an episode unpacking The Bachelorette, but I, this was a perfect example of what I thought was settling for crumbs. I believe it was episode three. Gabby was on her first one-on-one date with Eric with an H at the end. Um, that's not the problem. Don't worry. <laughs> with an H is not crummy, but interesting. So they were on a first date and it was, for those of you who were like, wait, which one's Eric? It was the date where she brought her grandpa who, you know, was a big hit on Clayton's season. And ultimately they get to the dinner at the end and she opens up about her mother who she's estranged with. And Gabby is so like, she's been in therapy. She really articulates it so beautifully, but she gets very emotional when she talks about her strained relationship with her mom. Now, again, I'm not really blaming Eric here because we don't know how it was edited. And so God bless. You've got cameras everywhere. You know, this is on national television and it's going to be edited whatever way that's out of your control. So maybe he said something more, but she really opened up and got overwhelmingly emotional and removed herself and like had to like take a beat and then came back and sat down and she apologized to him. And he had also just shared that his parents were in a great marriage and, you know, that he was close with his parents. And that's what, you know, obviously inspired her to share that she was not with her mom. And, you know, she came back down and like, he just really didn't have anything to say about her opening up about her mom. He was just like, I like you and I'm here and I want to see where this goes. It like really had nothing to do with what she shared. And it just felt very trite and canned and forced, but like, he doesn't seem like a dick or a douche. And again, I'm really not slamming Eric and trust me, I slam plenty of people on bachelor nation, but I'm really not like, I just, it was uncomfortable. It was awkward. He didn't really know what to say. And it just, it wasn't, connected to what she had shared. And I know it's awkward when someone you don't really know shares something really painful, but it's The Bachelor. Like also prepare yourself. (laughs) And 
I was thinking about, and I was actually messaging another client in the group about this on Instagram, same one who's just a big, she watches it too. And I was like, what did you think about that? And she was like, my first thought was Claire needs to be on set helping these people because they really aren't like, you know, it, let's just say, so, so let's just say that was a real scenario. Again, we're just using this inspired from the bachelor. I don't know what was real. I don't know what was taken out, but my guess is if he had said something super like fucking, as you would say, when you're reading my stuff, chef's kiss, if he said, (laughs) right. Like if he said the perfect thing, I, I would imagine that the editors would have kept it in. And it was just sort of like, I like you and I'm here and it takes me to, I think he had said it takes me time to open up too. I'm like, didn't take her time. She just opened up. So, you know, like, and I think it is also awkward for him. It's like, here's this good looking white male who's like, my parents are together and I, and they're like, great. And, you know, um, but I started to think Katie about what I wanted Eric to say, I'm like, Mm -hmm. what do I want him to say? And I had two ideas for Eric. (laughs) I'm just again playing here. One thing that I would have loved him to say is, listen, I know that this is super early, but what I do know is my parents would die for you. Like they would totally take you in. Just say something like fabulous and romantic, but still authentic. Is that too much to ask, Eric? Um, (laughs) But you know, something to the effect of like, I have a mom who is such a huge heart and I know that she would like love for me to end up with a woman like you. You just seem so amazing and grounded. And it's incredible that you're able to speak about it like this in this way and to open up to me so quickly means so much to me. And the other angle that I would have loved, Eric, (laughs) again, we're being kind. I hope you're taking notes. The other thing that I would have loved him to say is something like, and it might've been out there and I don't know if I would have been as quick on my feet myself, but I, you know, can I just ask is, is motherhood something that you want? And then she, I think she had said somewhere else. I'm not even sure if I want it because I'm not sure like if I'll be good because I didn't have like a model relationship. I think she said that elsewhere. I'm not quoting her perfectly. He had an angle to say, well, you know, if that was something that you want, like how lucky would your child be to have a like you, that you can create that dynamic and that relationship elsewhere. And, you know, you're incredible. And a lot of people could, you know, rebel and, you know, go into a victim mode and be angry and be blocked. And here you are just, you know, really coming out on the other side and showing so much compassion for her. Like there was just, there was so much that he could have said And he didn't. And then next thing you know, Gabby is sitting on his lap and sucking his face and saying the night couldn't have gone more perfect. And it just was a night to my heart. Again, I'm not shitting on Gabby. I think she's amazing and a great bachelorette. Again, I'm not a fan of everybody, but I I, I do think she's really great. But so I'm just speaking from what we observed as the audience. And let's be real, whether that was perfectly edited in real time, back and forth conversation, chances are it wasn't. How many of us open up and they give you some little crumb and we're like jumping for it and Mm -hmm. grasping for it, being like, oh, he really heard me. He told me he likes me and he wants to see where it goes. And then like only to realize later, like this really isn't the thing. Do you want to pipe in here? Because I just had to. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just not enough. Not enough. It's like nice, but it's not enough. And like, to be fair to poor Eric with an age who I don't know, because I don't watch the show. I have no idea who this man is. But no, not everyone is as insightful or inspired as Miss Mary Claire Byrne. But even if you like, you don't have an incredible thing to say, right? That you can like, and a way to connect on that level to at least acknowledge that this human being before you is having some sort of an emotional experience to even acknowledge, wow, you really opened up and I would imagine that was hard for you. Or I appreciate you trusting me with this information or I see you're hurting. Like, is there, is there something I can do to help you as you're hurting to just acknowledge the experience 
Yeah. And so to <laughs> your point, from what we observed, she was like, excuse me, I need to step away because the way they cut it to his face was that he just like sat there dumbfounded, like, Ugh. so she said, I- excuse me. And I was thinking, oh, Gabby's excusing herself because he does not know what to do or what to say. He can't handle this level of like serious, vulnerable conversation. And then she came back and was like, sorry. And then he was like, I like you. I want to see where this goes. I'm here. And then she's sitting on his lap, sucking his face. Again, can't reiterate enough. We don't know (laughs) exactly how it played out. But I can for sure fucking say I've done shit like that. My hand is raised, people (laughs) listening to this podcast who cannot see me, but my hand is literally up in the air because I have settled for that bullshit too more times than I care to imagine. Yeah. Or like, so, so other examples of, of settling for crumbs, like, I know I really like you. I'm not ready for a relationship, but like, we can still hang because you're cool and you're great. And like, who knows where it can go? Oh my God. He said he really likes me. He thinks I'm really great. He says, who knows? Like he's open to seeing where it will go. It's like, check. Yes. <laughs> check. Yeah. Or we're in a relationship and they're like, I'm so busy with all the things. Go back to epi- my last episode when he wants space. I talk about the whole like getting clear on what space looks like for you and your ideal relationship. But, you know, I, I know for me, I said last week, on that episode, Larry has four children, an insanely demanding job. If he had some other like full-time thing going on outside of me, his job and his four children, he has his hobbies. He has his things. Again, listen to that episode. Of course, there's balance and I want him to have a life and like surf and meet up with his friends for beers. But like, we really are very much wanting to spend majority of the alone time that we have together, just us. And that works for us. It may not, that might not sound ideal to you, but also keep in mind, we don't live together hundred percent of the time. He has his kids 50% of the time. So our alone time feels very precious to us. And we're also fucking tired. <laughs> I'm tired from my job. And so is he. And so we just want to like connect when we can. And oftentimes we're working in our downtime as well. So, you know, what are the crumbs that your person is offering you? It could be in terms of the quality time, the quantity time. And then when you are together, are you connecting or is he just like turning on the TV, not really asking you how your day is. And another, uh, settling for crumbs example is, you know, when you're feeling like your needs aren't being met and you're having those conversations and you're asking for what you want and it's just falling on deaf ears or he's getting defensive or he's putting the finger back on you, or he's just, you know, this is me, this is it, take it or leave it. That's fucking crumbs. And then the last example I have is um, the physical connection. Is it just like, is the sex just about him and his needs and what he wants? Or is there balance there? I mean, we could go on and on and on about what crumbs right. like, but that, that, those are other examples when people are just listening to this episode being like, I don't know if I settle for crumbs, but I think a good way to check if it's a crumb for you is like, where are you feeling insecure in your relationship or in a, in a past relationship? Um, and where are your needs not being met? And are you able to vocalize them or, and also, and this is really where coaching I think can be extremely powerful and helpful is what are my needs and why? Because I used to feel ashamed yes. of, needing quality time, needing more time, not even needing, just wanting. And then it was the judgment, which again, listen to last week's episode when he wants space. Oh, I'm anxious attachment style. So I'm fucked up. And so I shouldn't want more time with him or anything. So it's like, I really encourage the coaching here to get clean on what your needs and wants are, and then see what he is and isn't willing to give. Obviously, if he has a full life, like my partner is, you factor in the whole picture. That's why, again, encourage coaching, because I can't cover all the bases and tell you what are crumbs and what isn't. Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. And I do. I think it's different for every person. And I think it just depends on what your specific needs are based on, you know, what you care about, what your values are, what's important to you, your love language. And I I feel like I was in the same boat for the majority of my life. I was trying to convince myself that my needs were ridiculous and that I should be okay with what was being offered. I was con- convincing myself that what I was being offered was really enough and I was being 
like ridiculous for wanting an actual meal. And I will never forget, I was like back when I was living in Astoria, I was walking my 15 blocks from the Dittmar stop back to my apartment, hysterically crying on the phone with my therapist at the time. And I was saying to her, like, I just like, like, I, I need to learn how to be less needy. That was my problem. I was too needy. I was being given enough, but it it was my problem that I had to solve. And my therapist said to me, she was like, Katie, this reminds me of a client that I had years ago. She felt like she was too needy in every single relationship. And then she finally like met and married her husband and she was sharing with her husband. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm so needy, yada, yada, yada. And her husband was like, that's so interesting. I don't see you as needy at all. To which my therapist responded, you're not needy with your husband because he's actually meeting your needs. Mm. Like mind exploding all over the sidewalk. Yeah. And I think like for me in my ideal relationship with someone who's totally secure, when I've told him about like being rejected and dumped and heartbroken, he's like, I just can't imagine someone doing that to you. I'm like, babe, we can figure all day. Now, some numbers you can call. On the flip side, because I hadn't been doing therapy at a young age, I started it later in life, early, I mean, who knows what's later in life for different people, but um, really didn't start this self-help journey really on the next level until my rock bottom relationship. You can go to episode five to hear about my heartbreak story. But I also can take responsibility for a lot of unmanaged, unhealed wounds that I projected, especially my heartbreak before my rock bottom ex. He's a good guy. We still keep in touch. It was very toxic and dramatic. We're both actors, but I projected a lot onto him. And now like so clearly looking back, he was just someone living his life day by day. He loved me madly. We were in a committed, loyal, monogamous relationship, but he was living his life flying by the seat of his pants. And we just really had different core relationship values. And I took the way he operated so personally and Mm. I lash out at him instead of just being the emotionally mature adult. And I had no healing work at that point. I just thought this is the way relationships should be. And if you don't operate like this in my ideal relationship, fuck you. So I can for sure take responsibility in like the way that I advocated for my needs was really, really shitty, really unhealthy. And frankly, I was really, really mean. Um, I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the ability to understand that it was just that we were not compatible people, but we were still two really good people. And so I'm not saying like, oh, to all the listeners here, like that you're all perfect and there isn't stuff to clean up for yourself, right? That it sure. is, you know, a, a, two, a two-sided street. Great, that's really working for me. Yeah, I just I I absolutely agree that it's um like not necessarily a bad person or like no one has to be right or wrong. You just have to be so clear on what works for you and what you do need in a relationship and find someone who is compatible, able and willing to meet those needs. And not everyone will be and I think it's important if you're recognizing that my partner is unable or unwilling to to meet me where I'm at, it doesn't mean that it's a bad partner or I should adjust my needs. It's just, we're not compatible for the same, you know, for wanting the same type of relationship. And also, right? Like your partner isn't a mind reader. And if you're not actually asking for your needs to be met, you can't be mad if they're not. But I think what we're talking about in this conversation is when you are asking for something and it's falling on deaf ears and there's just no effort or willing yeah, there's yeah, yeah, yeah or willingness yeah I, I totally agree and and you also get to be really disappointed you know yes. like step 2 is let your heart break you get to feel the disappointment which is a great segue into why we settle for the crumbs right yes. i was talking about the gabby eric with an h situation and in my opinion Sorry to sound superficial, but we're all 
you know, attracted to different people for different reasons. I think Eric is probably one of the best looking guys on the whole season. And I'm, again, I'm not speaking for Gabby. I don't know her personally, but it's like, I've been in Gabby's shoes where I'm like, he's so good looking. He's totally my type. He's a nice guy. His parents are still together, right? That like you're wanting it to be a better connection. And so the blinders are up and he's Mm -hmm. giving something back. And again, we're factoring in there's awkwardness and cameras and he's on national television. Also was the first one-on-one date, which I think it's like earlier. You don't really know each other yet. You haven't spent a lot of time together. So again, Eric with an H, we really are being very forgiving here. (laughs) But, you know, like, and we so want that person to just be that person. I think that that's what a conversation that you and I had in our coaching, me being the coach, you being the client in the group, in the group um, setting. Sometimes Katie coaches me (laughs) (laughs) to differentiate. You said, and it it might not have been you. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was you where you said it would just be so nice if it was him. It was definitely me. Yeah. (laughs) Because you had a situation, you weren't on the apps and someone was presented to you to meet. And it was just like this kind of gray area thing. And he was showing up and texting you in the morning and, and you were like into him and you were drawn to him. And I'm like, do you know what he's looking for? And I remember you being crippled with anxiety, even asking that question. Yes, because I didn't. And I think I said to you, I was like, I don't want to feel the disappointment if he's not what I'm looking for. And I think, you know, even if you're in a relationship and you're realizing like, wow, like he's nice or like there's some stuff here, but it's honestly just not enough. We don't want, and this was true in my last heartbreak. There were so many, so many red flags that I willfully ignored because I didn't want to feel the pain and disappointment and the heartache of it not being him. Would and you I think, share some of those things that you ignored because some people here, or do, if you don't happy want to, yeah. <laughs> for real truth, because I just think like, you know, again, people are listening and I, I think something that I've been extra sensitive to and, and even in the group, right. I'm giving one person coaching in one way and then someone else will be like, well, why are you giving her that coaching? But you're giving me different coaching. And it seems like we're both in the same scenario. And it's like, you guys, again, and, and I'm always really clear on why people are getting different coaching. But for those who are listening, I mean, we could go on and on for years about what crumbs are for different people. But I just think the audience has probably fallen in love with you already. And it would be helpful to hear, you know, what were some of those things that like now in this new seeming to be very ideal relationship, which I definitely want you to come back and talk more about as it progresses, you know, you, I know you would never settle for those things now. Um, and that I, was, I wouldn't because you bought the course when you were heartbroken. And so like now you're so much more clear and equipped, which is why I know you attracted this guy. Yeah. So like right off the bat in our very first conversation, he was like, um, you know, I just got out of, uh, like you just ended an engagement. He was with this, his, you know, fiance for like five years. He just ended the engagement and he was like, so I'm not necessarily looking for something, but I'm open. Mm. Right. And so again, like I, I heard great guy, he's charming, right. There's a lot of chemistry. We have a good connection right off the bat. And in my head, I'm like, I'm just going to keep showing up and being fabulous me and he's going to come around, right? It doesn't matter. It's just, you guys, I get to see her. And <laughs> so hilarious. Fabulous me. Which is what you wanted to do with the this other guy that we were just referencing. Just like he's not, when you did finally ask and then you were like, yeah, Can we just be friends. And then you, even right before you met this amazing guy, you were even like, this one guy told me he's not looking for a relationship, but I still said I would go grab drinks with him casually. And I was like, Katie, you are going to cancel that date, that non-date right now. And I did. I, I begrudgingly did, but right? Like I'm still a human being. Sounds like I'm being like, you did it here. You did it here. You did it here. I'm not at all. But my point is, I know there are people listening, even if it's not that specific thing that your pattern Mm -hmm. was, we all have shit that we keep doing and we keep attracting until we fucking say no. 
And like, I really pushed Katie because she's like, he's great. And I accept that he's not looking for more. And I was just like, you don't need another friend. You guys just heard earlier about her full plate. She does not need another friend. And, and then we also had to like unpack the, like, I'm disappointing him and I'm going back on his word, on Mm -hmm. my word, Mm -hmm. the whole thing about that. And, you know, that was not too long before you attracted this amazing guy that you've been with for about a month and a half now that's going really well. And again, early days, but you know, this is the shit that's required. You have to fucking stop your bullshit. And the only way to know that it's bullshit is when you keep doing it and you keep getting yourself disappointed. And it's so natural to be like, this keeps happening to me, but this is a perfect example of you keep doing it to yourself. And the only way that you're going to stop is not oh, well, until finally someone available approaches. No, I I really believe the universal law is they will keep, the universe will keep giving you the same situation until you show up fucking differently. And this is such a perfect example. And to give you credit, as you just said, you were so fucking resistant. And I mean that in a, you're fucking resistant. I just mean like, I'm I'm, I'm intensifying the resistance, but it was fucking resistant. There was a lot, yeah. Yeah, and you showed up for the coaching. This is what I mean, you guys, when I say, that this is like, I'm sure no, no woman in my group is surprised as to why I had Katie become a guest instructor. Obviously, I, I think I forgot to mention she was an actual coach, but that you show up and you execute the coaching throughout the fucking hard. And, and this is why I'm so glad you did the second year because, you know, you would have gone, you would have gone. If I definitely had- would have. I definitely would have. And I remember coming to that call because I knew like I, and my brain was being like really sneaky about it. My brain was like, Katie, like he probably has like great single friends and like you can be, that was where my brain had led me. And I was like, no, like sometimes you're just too close to your own bullshit. Sometimes like you're just in way too big of a blind spot. Yeah. And this is why I was like, I need to go get called out. And I knew what the coaching was going to be. And I... You still needed to talk out your arguments though, which is... And I... Yes. And I was like, I need someone to like shake me, shake me out of my own way. Yes. And so that is why I continue to be a a client in this program. Yes. Stop wanting him back and find someone better. Okay. So that initial heartbreak that inspired you, I obviously went on a side tangent, but it was a worthwhile and good one. Um, What other things in that last heartbreak that inspired you? Okay. So like, yeah, right off the bat, he wasn't looking for anything, but I was like, cool, I'm going to commit seven months of my life to you anyway. Awesome. Here we go. And then like just during the relationship, um, he was really squirrely about, and it was tricky. And I think this is where I, again, was able to delude myself a little bit. It was during the pandemic. So we were only seeing one another. We were not like, you know, mixing social situations or anything like that. But there was a point where he didn't even, like he refused to tell his family that he was even seeing someone. and. I, yeah, I didn't love that. I was, you know, much more forthcoming with my feelings. And I shared like I had really strong feelings with him and he totally panicked and was not able to reciprocate that. And I was like, it's okay. Like he's, you know, like I made an excuse for him that like, it's just harder for him and he'll come around. I'm just going to keep, I'll make him love me. Uh, Famous last words. Katie Johnston. Uh, So there was that, that I just kind of like brushed under the rug. And then we went on a road trip and we we were camping and I just have like vague, blurry, beer-soaked memories of like pieces of this conversation where I asked him if he wanted to meet like someone in my family. And he was like, no. And I started to like get a little worked up. And I was like, I feel like I'm more into this than you are. And he was like, well, I definitely don't want to lose you. And that was the crumb that I was holding on to. Yeah. And he was like, I definitely don't want to lose you. And then he followed up with, but like, I don't even know if I believe in love. And then he like got up from the campfire, 
like went to do the dishes and then like went into the tent and like left me literally sitting by the fire by myself. I like went into the cabin and he was already in bed. And I was like, what just happened? And my thought was, you cannot say anything about this because you're in the middle of a vacation and then you have a six hour drive home. And I was like, you can't, I, and I knew if I said something about it, I was like, if I bring this up it's gonna be and, he, and he says what I know he's going to say, I'm going to have to end this relationship. And I wasn't willing to. And I still had this thought of like, no, he doesn't want to lose me. There's something here. He's going to come around. Oh, Don't rock the boat. Around. That could also be the title of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he did not come around. But here's <laughs> the fun tidbit about what did happen right before you met this amazing man. Which tidbit? I feel like there are so many. Well, I'm going to say it. Oh, you- yes, yes, yes. You share. It's your story. <laughs> I've interjected enough. Classic Claire. So, um, yeah, so that was whatever, a year and a half ago. Um, he and I didn't live in the same city while we were dating. He lived about an hour and a half south of me. And then I knew he, he had quit his job and he was planning on doing some traveling for work. So he, he ended things and I literally haven't heard from him since. And that's fine because he, I wouldn't have a way of being in touch with him anyway. You genuinely stopped wanting him back. Let's be real. I genuinely did. And then I don't know, this was maybe like a month, two months ago. I recently, you know, started to make my way into the find someone better section of this work. And I was back on the dating apps and I saw his profile on Bumble and it looked like he was in my city and I had a complete meltdown. Which we had a planned call for some, for like instructor (laughs) training. Yes. She was like, turned into an emergency coaching session because I was losing my entire mind. Yeah. And I'm just going to cut to it because I'm, I'm conscious of the time now here, but ultimately what I said to you was if you were really committed to your ideal person and therefore in your ideal relationship, this wouldn't be a thing. Now I'm a big, big advocate of doing the fall in love with you work after the stop wanting him back work, which you just yes. heard me say, she spent really a whole year. You really came into the program, like, because I think the course really helped you. The course, more. yeah, the course was my lifeline in surviving the heartbreak. And yeah. I felt like I moved through so much of the heartbreak just from the course videos alone that by the time, so, and so that was what, like, December to February because you joined- not even it was it was like New Year's Eve so it was January it was like it was about two months and I felt so shifted and like moved through the heartbreak that by the time I joined the program I was really into the fall in love with you work there was some stuff that came up like yeah. there were some triggers that came up but that's to be expected yeah and you inspired, I think you wouldn't mind me sharing this, the three-part dating uh, empath series that I did. We'll link those three episodes. Yes. Notes. Dating, um, dating as an empath, navigating heartbreak as an empath. And then I just did a separate episode on what being an empath is because it was just so much to, to cover. And that was just like, those are really, really popular episodes because I think there are majority of my audience here is are, are, identifies as empath. So you really spent the whole year in the in the group program dating yourself, really getting clear on you and getting your life in order, your finances, your career, your balance of time and mm-hmm. theater and family and friends and carving out more Katie time, also your health and all of that. I mean, there were so many things. So that's just Katie's specific journey that doesn't have to look like yours. Um, if you are someone listening and, and really considering uh, taking the, the leap with the program, But, you know, so this is why I said exactly this to you from where you were, because I knew all this work that you'd done on yourself. And I was like, this just wouldn't be a thing. It's just that your brain associates your last time you were in love with him. So Mm -hmm. that's why it feels like an extra punch in the gut. I wasn't like, oh, I guess Katie's not over him because she's having this visceral reaction because she, you know, saw him on the apps and, and, you know, they, they broke up a year and a half ago. I was like, honestly, and again, this is the beauty of 
being in the group program, I'm like, you need to fucking get out and find your person because this just would not be a thing. The last person who broke my heart, um, a few friends have told me, and not not recently, but I mean, that was now four years ago, that heartbreak. So, but it, since since I, I was over him, when my friends would be like, oh my God, I saw him on the apps. I was like, ah, classic. Because I was fucking with Larry, like the dream man of all... It was just not a thing. And I think that that's what, what was so like, that's what stung. So then what did we do? I was like, what does your profile look like? What is this dating looking like? And we like cleaned up the profile. I also then inspired a bonus call with the group ladies where I had them send in all their, their dating app profiles to like really, really best present themselves. And then we started talking about who you were swiping with and what the situation was there and I was like, you're, you're, you were kind of settling for, you were entertaining crumbs. That's what it was. You were settling, you were engaging with crummy men. And I was like, absolutely not. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Clear this out. And then arrived this lovely man who is officially her boyfriend. And that is also another separate conversation. The exclusivity moved, moved faster than what I would normally recommend. But also, again, to each their own in their own situation, it just works well for them. Katie is very calm and relaxed and trusting about it. So I trust her. And I am, I am, I'm just giving the play by play of what unfolded since you seeing him, because I, I think it really did lead you to this guy so much quicker because you were also super unattached to the when mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, I am going all in. And I am going to look for him and I'm going to like continue to be in my best life. And here he is. And we have, we have good feelings about him again. It's, it's early days. So we don't know, but I'm, I, it's still like, it's safe to say that he's definitely the best guy you've dated ever. I mean, I believe that about Larry six weeks in. Yeah. I mean, and again, it is early and you know, we don't know for sure yet, but if nothing else, it's like, oh, wow, here I've been surviving on crumbs for decades. And it's like, oh, this is what it's like to have a whole meal and whether or not things work out. I always eat with- the whole loaf. I like the whole, <laughs> the whole yeah. fried jar meal, not the moldy crumbs. Not the moldy crumbs. It's like, oh, this is what it feels like to actually like have something of substance. And whether or not you know things work out, we, like it's still too soon to say at least I now have the experience of this is what an actual meal feels like. And once you have a whole meal, it's like, I'm not, I like, like the breadcrumbs are not appetizing to me at all. And sometimes the, sometimes the bites are too big and you've got to like slow down and chew them. I <laughs> conversations. You're dating a man with children. You've had to have serious conversations, challenging conversations, yeah. conversations that feel too soon that like, figuring out how to read the other person. And, and all of that is, it's like, it's not just like, Oh, smooth sailing. And it's all la di da. It's like, but as your coach, when you tell me these conversations that you guys are having, I'm like, ah, and he just (laughs) the perfect things, but he also executes actions that align with those perfect things. And by the way, not like perfect, like maybe all of America watching The Bachelor, way to bring that back full circle, right? Not like some like over the top, like, oh my God, I know you're the one for me, blah, blah, blah. But just like, he, I just feel energetically, he is just himself and he's trying his best. And I think you pull him out of his comfort zone and he pulls you out of yours in the most beautiful way so far. And, and that's what that looks like. And you are clocking what you know you're looking like. That's what I was saying earlier. It's like, well, if I could, if I could go out on a limb and decide what I would like to hear, I don't need him to say some, execute some perfect script, but you know, I have to know that I'm feeling heard and that he's trying. I think like that's what it comes down to. And, and then like keep seeing if we're on the same page and really do want the right things, same things and, and that we are compatible with each other. And that I feel like I'm a priority in his very full life, which he's very much doing consistently. So certain things he's doing, I was like, that's nice. Larry's never done that for me. <laughs> Katie was telling me like, Oh my God, he just like stopped by to say hi for like 10 minutes. Cause we really didn't have a lot of time. I'm like, Larry would never do that. 
probably be like, that's not true. Yes, I would. But I mean, that's just really lovely and romantic. I guess he would. I just don't think he ever has. Yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Hint, hint, babes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, my computer is dying because that's what happens when we're on this particular platform. So, um, but we are also at time. Anything else you would like to wrap up with, Katie? I think we this was an excellent episode. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. Always a delight to spend time with you and to talk all things heartbreak. And moldiest of crumbs. <laughs> but no more. All right. Well, you'll be coming back, obviously, to talk about your amazing relationship. You know, uh, we'll, we'll decide when. I have very okay. things. And guys, don't forget, go to the show notes. And click on the registration page for my Will He Come Back webinar. There's a really fun bonus for people who have not bought the course. Um, But even if you have bought the course, for sure, that webinar, you should definitely check out. Definitely check it out. It's so good. You're going to want to get involved. (laughs) I wish you guys could see her waiting. It's amazing. All right, my love. We have another uh, program student coming on this month as well. So get ready. We're going to sink our teeth into her experience and lots of goodies coming up in August. The Willie Comeback webinar, really fun podcast episodes. You're welcome. But truly, there's nothing like being in the group and getting coached by not just me, but Katie. You've been for such a real treat. I think that's everything. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.